Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Thursday edition of the program. Merely Bo and the Great Z. I've got a theory. You know how every once in a while um, we will start the show and I'll be blasted audio? Um, this is my theory. I, I think I've sorted it all out. So I forgot my earbuds today. Okay. Okay. Late. Late. I don't know how it happened. It's a, it's, I throw them in, finish my morning opportunities, and then throw it in, and away we go. So for whatever reason, I missed that today. It could have been that there were 17 boxes delivered for, oh, those uh, are for Buddy. I mean, this thing, this dog's going to be, Buddy Garrity's got, he got a lot of stuff delivered the today. Dog, when did, the dog didn't even come for months. No, 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 next week. Oh. Oh. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. I thought that you oh, were no. picking it out, and then, no, like, no. you were coming mm, back mm, in three mm, months mm. or whatever. No, no, no. No. Friday. Buddy Garrity arrives Friday. Oh. Buddy Garrity, baby. Your That's right. life is over. Now, to be fair, we have, nope. I think, successfully raised three no, children. Not. You're going to be just fine. So, I think we'll be okay. Um, I did grow up around animals. I'm not worried about it. Uh, the one thing I am worried about is the sheer amount and volume of boxes that have shown up already for Buddy, of which I'm assured, oh, they're on, this was all on sale. Uh, what do you need for Buddy? He needs, uh, this is I, what said, he I said, listen, he's a dog. He needs, what, are we, what are we doing here? Are you guys crate training him? I don't know. No, probably uh, not. I think we're taking him out. We'll take him outside. No, you're not. He's not sleeping outside. No, no, I'm not saying he's sleeping outside. I'm saying that, oh, yes, he will sleep in the crate. Yes, that's the plan. He, what about he just sleep in a boy's bedroom? Not no, yet. No, not, not at yet. this age. No, not not at this no, age. No, 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 no. At later, two. Later, sure. At two or whatever, like a year in and a, a year. half from now when he's potty trained, and, trained and housebroken and all of that, then, he, I don't, then I don't he'll care. He'll be trained much quicker than you think. Yeah, I think so. I think he's a smart guy. Um, so anyway, all these, all these things are – so maybe that's what led me back to the original. It's the headset. This is a hollow – this is probably the, the headset that people use on a regular basis. This is a hollow, softer-toned headset than my earbuds are. Doesn't your boy... I think that's it. Doesn't Mo Pedman, who sits there, bring his own headset? On game days, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he has his own headphones. Well, he just might be and deaf. He, I, well, no, I no, believe I, that he I is. Can, I can confirm Mo Pedman is deaf. Okay. Yes. Well, then that's... He's young, too, so that's that's not great. Not for him, no. No, no. He's got no. bigger problems. Yeah. Um, all right, so. I know he's listening. I'm waiting on a text. You'll get one. The, um, yeah, uh, yeah, so the so Buddy Garrity's showing up next week. It's on. We're on. Oh, it's okay. On. What a name by you, So buddy. Take a yeah, bow. I'm, Thank you. It's a great name. Just going to make me smile every time I see him because I love do Buddy you, Garrity. It's all I ever want to be. you have a shovel? Yeah, I've got shovels. Okay. Well, Multiple. like yeah. snowblower, you know. Oh, I, I I'm three I, steps ahead of you and two steps ahead of Secret Service. I've got heat pads out the walkout to where we can walk him out. There's a landscape uh, gravel, a huge landscape gravel thing. Perfect. That's where we're going to do the business. I got a snowblower set up. I got heat pads. We're going to walk out on the heat pad, go right out into the gravel, do our business. We come right back in. Congratulations little, on all your successes. That's what we're doing. I, I mean, I'm curious I, to see if that works out. Give yourself out. a chance to succeed. I believe little buddy Garrity is going to want to have his paws on grass when he does his business. If you don't know any better, 
just something in their nature. I don't yeah, know we'll why. We'll see. We'll see. I used to have it, my dog. So we. What had, do you do with Ace in the winter? Low? Do you get grass? She just goes. She runs out there to the snow. She hops around, and does yeah. her stuff, and comes back. Wow. My dog. When I was when I was a kid growing up, we had in the backyard a like right out of our come down a step. There was cement there. There was the hot tub there. There was the the hoop there. And the dog was not allowed on the grass. So then there was a fence okay. where there was grass. There was like a peach tree, a nectarine tree, an apricot tree. God, it was what a great. time to be alive. And Jeez. then, but so imagine like a basketball court, probably as big as maybe you could get to the top of the key straight on, maybe. That's where I'd play hoops. But then right behind kinda it. Kind of like S's. There was kind of like S's. Behind it behind, well, there wasn't a court. It was just cement that I'd. No, I understand, but the lines, terms of the depth, yes, the depth was like choosing to make the depth yeah. that way was is an odd choice. So behind the depth, though, you there was probably, but God, you can hit corner threes. There was no corner. No, it was this was more. This was the basketball hoop. This was the house yep. was here. Yep, the hot tub was here. You had this. I could maybe get to like a forty-five degree. Okay, not a whole lot of room to operate. But behind where the cement ended, facing the hoop, away from the hoop, I should say. There was the fence because then the neighbors were right there, and then there was like an a thing of ivy under this like awning, that was maybe four feet, okay, in depth. And of course, I was responsible for all the fecal cleanup. Of course, yeah. And so the dog would do it on the cement. So I have to use the shovel on cement, but on cement you don't always get a clean shovel out. And so yeah. then I'd have to like scrub because now I'm playing basketball here, so I kind of want to be dripping my that. ball on this. Yeah, the dog. Bless her heart, Ivory. Would only go to the bathroom if her front paws and she'd stick her face into the ivy, so she felt like she was in the like woods. I see, like out of the mix. But her back, her butt was still on the cement. But so it was always back there. But that's all she would do. That's all she so would saying, do. Like that's I don't know, if dog just need to like. Maybe, I don't they know. Need we'll to see. be. She's like, don't look at me. I'm in the. I'm in the forest. Yeah, I'm gonna do my business. Uh, my my youngest does that. She dog that is not right. my kid. <laughs> Clarifying, um, my the youngest dog will does not want to be seen. She'll run down around the retention pond. She'll run into the yep. woods. Like, don't look at me. I'm doing my thing. My, you know what I'm doing. I'm gonna get it done. Growing up, the dogs always went off off the <laughs> off the yard. They'd go off yard to go, and then they'd come back. Same. Uh, uh, we yeah. had so. There is a modular home park. All right. They haven't had anything new out there in 10 years, 12 years that I've known my wife. So the dogs would go all the way back out there. Yeah. I mean, there were like three like modular homes. They weren't anywhere near. The dogs weren't anywhere near. Yeah. They could just do their business. Periodically, I'd go out there and pick stuff up. Yeah. You know, I got the scooper, whatever. That's where I'm at. Give me a beer. I'll walk around and That's I'll right. pick it up. We'll have some. Yeah. We, we have. We've got some woods that when he gets bigger, he can go out there and handle his business. But the, to get through this winter, I'm banking on this. He, well, all of a good sudden, luck, luck. We'll see. literally Father's Day weekend, we have everybody over, and you know her brothers are like, I still can't believe no one's ever moved in. Next day, eight new modular homes, <laughs> right in the backyard. Now I've got to find new spots for the dogs. They're ingrained. They are not liking the fact that they're no. nice. They're. My nice green lawn is now, yeah, you know, bombs away. Yeah, not not, not happy. Sad. Not happy about it. <sighs> Going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. But yeah, can't wait till the dogs are in bed with your kids. Or with I think you. that I, that'll that will happen. I'm sure. But, but I just yeah. I just need it to be. We later. Get, 
It's got to be once the dog can handle it. He's got to handle his, his faculties. Correct. Yeah. And get to that point. if the dog is crying in the middle of the night, you, you, you let the dog go. Well, we did that with three children. So I think that's we, a we smart, can do that. That's a smart wife. Thing. That's my wife's one piece of advice for everybody. Dogs or kids, let them cry. They got to. It's hard. Gotta, it sucks, and you're yeah. going to sit there all night. I find night. that that is often much harder on the mother than it is the father. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a, that was a tough. That's a tough go. All the way around, but in the beginning, you got to let them out because you know, the first yeah. couple of weeks, the, they, the moment you're yeah. a whimper, you are on the clock. Yeah, the, like, and yeah. But they don't like to go in their crate. That's why. Yeah, so you got to get them in, do that, then put them right back but, in. No conversation, just put them right back but in. But the moment, like you open that door, there's a the crate door. There's a chance that literally they're going to step out and pee right there. So you sometimes even have to pick them up like lion oh, I like style, that. walk them, run them outside, yeah. upside down. So and, we're going crate right outside the walkout door. So it should be a quick movement. That's a good one. You're gonna have so hope for the best. You're gonna have so much fun with this. It, yeah, in be six months, when it's like not a puppy anymore, yeah. and it's got that some semblance be of being domestic, friend, you're gonna knows. love it so much. But you are gonna be. Yeah. I want you to keep a counter for me. How many times you offer this dog a one-way ticket on the Shanghai Express? Oh, it'll be a lot. Asa was offered about a million of those. Yeah. And then now never. Now, now forever. No. Yeah. She's here. Yeah. I've never had to do any of this. Because yeah. we, our it's dogs were always just free running. Yeah. You know, let them out there. They, Live, they're living outside. Yeah, they're living outside. They didn't have anything to do. Did they get blankets, like horses in the winter? Did they get like a No, you just, you, uh, what we would do is we would put uh, straw bales around the their uh, dog houses. And then you'd put straw in there, in the in the, in the the dog houses. And they, that's plenty warm. They'd stay in there. That was it. You never, as a young beau, were like, pa. Didn't know any better. Can't we let. Yeah, we'd have, let, we, had, we, had, we had Rambo. Rambo was my dog. And, and I remember it be like 35 below air temp going like, maybe let Rammy in for a little bit. And he could, but he had to like stay in a certain spot. Like he couldn't walk off the rug. And he would. He'd stay there. He's fine. There were no accidents. But it was rare. Didn't happen often. I didn't know any better. Just the way that, that we were raised, man. Your dad was probably looking at that. I hope that dog makes a mess. Oh, no. I, that, I think everyone was terrified of my father. Every <laughs> species. They all saw what he was capable of at any number of times. We'll tell you some stories off air. Um, it is a matchup Thursday edition of the program. Players back in practice today ahead of this monster tilt down in Cincinnati against the Bengals from uh, the great Ben Baby, who's as good as it gets on the Bengals side. Hayden Hurst is in a protective boot on his right leg, is doubtful for this week with right calf issues. Joe Mixon was a full participant in practice for the first time since suffering a concussion week 11 against Pitt. As you have pointed out, they've been very, very good with Samaj P. Ryan over uh over Mixon. Um I was talking to Mike Renner with PFF this morning about their defense and, or about their um their offensive approach over the last several weeks and how it's changed. And one of the big things is as you alluded to yesterday, the motion and that type of thing, but they've also kind of abandoned the wide zone run stuff that they just don't have the offensive line to do it. And they're actually now when they are running, it's basically just straight at you. And P Ryan's better fit for that than than Mixon has been. Well, P. Ryan, he took over in week 10, and in that game he had four catches, 53 yards, three touchdowns, which was the franchise record for a running back. And then he starts against Tennessee, 17 carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown, four catches, 35, so 93 total in touchdown. Last week against Kansas City, he had 21 rushes, 106 yards. That's his first 100-yard game with Cincinnati. He had one back with Washington as a rookie. Six catches, 49 yards for a career high, 155 total. So he's given them something out of the backfield, also running it effectively, bigger, 235 pounds. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Mixon, you know, was only averaging 3.8 yards a carry this season. He has eight total touchdowns on the year, but five of them came in one game against Carolina. So that'll be interesting to see. Their line 
We talked about a little bit more motion, but first eight games of the year, Burrow was sacked 29 times. Last four games, five times. They've gotten better protecting him, and, and so that has certainly helped their offensive prowess. Yeah, and he has gotten uh, even better at getting it out. Now, the one thing, and we'll get into this matchups and stuff going forward, but the one thing that's going to be critical is, I mean, in, in years past, they have not adjusted for Miles, and Miles has his way with Jonah Williams. Yep. So will they do something to help out on that side? Because if not, Miles feasts. Well, it'll be interesting to see because Hayden Hurst is likely to be out. So if they're chipping, it would be their second-year player, Mitchell Wilcox, who is not have, does not have much of an NFL resume. Or you're using the back to chip, and that takes P. Ryan or Mixon a little bit out of the passing game, which they have you know used the, them thoroughly in the passing game so far this season. Even Mixon had 41 catches for 314 yards. I mean, he was catching a lot of balls. And, mm -hmm. and even the last time against us, I'm pretty sure he had seven catches uh, in that game against us, yes, seven for thirty-two. So, how they adjust for that will be will be interesting to see. Williams on the season has given up nine sacks, thirty pressures, both most on the team. And there you have it. A couple of roster updates for us: we've claimed Jalen Darden off of waivers and placed Anthony Schwartz on IR. Darden is second season out of North Texas, originally sex, uh, selected by Tampa Bay in the fourth round in 2021. 21 games in a way you uh, – not quite. It wasn't all the way there. I was there. It was, it was close. Fun. Close. It was close. Well, interesting, based off what you said, you should know that he has 69 yards receiving in his career on eight catches. I had that from the oldest a couple of weeks ago. What's, uh, what's that have to do with? Nobody that – no one who – he's 10. No one who's your age has a damn clue. That's what I told him. That's the same age my son was learned about it, and I'll tell you off the air how he was. And oh. what an idiot. What a, what a, Just a bozo? I mean, I can tell you. I can say it on the air. So they're doing a project. Yeah. And one of their projects was at school was to build uh, – you had to build something or create a product. Yep. And then you had to price the product. Yep. And then try to sell the product. Yeah. As a school project. Well – their product came out at 70 bucks is yep. what they thought the price should be. Okay. And what do you do when you have something for seven? What do you sell for? 69.99. 69.99 they want sure to sell you do. It for. Yep. And then they all got in trouble and reprimanded no for way. choosing that number and none of them got it. Nobody understood cuz they don't know got it. the 10. So the teacher outed it. Outed it and then they come home, well, what does this mean? Why am I why am I not supposed to say this number? Mm, 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 mm. Like are you nuts, teacher? Come on, man. Come on. Let's go. All right, lots to get to. It's a matchup day here on the program. It is against the Lions Thursday edition Woo! of the program. I'm pumped for this. We will go behind enemy I'm lines uh, with the great Ben Baby. That's coming up. When do we You'll... get to guess the Lions? Like right now? 2 o'clock. Dang it. Yep. Wait. All good things to those who wait. The great Joe Woods right there. You'll hear from him in a second. Uh, you'll hear from Deshaun Watson coming up next. We're off and running on a Thursday edition. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Interrupt your waste recycling, family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer as an employee, you're going to become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Now your quarterback, Deshaun Watson, at the podium. Let's have a listen. Deshaun, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the worst, how bad were the nerves that first game? Um, not so much nerves. It's just, you know, just trying to fill the game. Uh, I haven't played in a while, so being able to go out there in a live action, 
um, and, and do a game plan with guys, you know, coming after me and trying to get the ball. So, uh, you know, just trying to settle in as much as I can and just try to do what I need to do to make sure that the offense is operating and help the team win. Because I was able to get the feel of, of the game and the speed of the game and, and how defenses, you know, adjust, how we're going to be able to adjust at the same time. You know, it's my first time in a live action with Kevin. So, you know, he's got to feel how I feel. I got to feel how he feel. And we got to be able to, to, you know, work on the same page and see the same thing through the same lenses. So um, it was fun to be out there, you know, excited that we got the team win. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to try to get another one this week. When you had to make that on film, the, the low throws, uh, what did you uh, take away from those? Was it mechanical? Was it the feel of the game? Just yeah, it was just more mechanics, uh, just my base and, and my shoulder uh, playing and my, my shoulder leverage, uh, keeping that up high. But it was just all fundamentals in that. What kind of jump a big is, jump? Do you expect to make a big jump then? Um, the yeah, I'm just, like I said, I just continue to work each and every day, treat, keep watching the film, keep going to practice each and every day, trying to, you know, correct my fundamentals, get on the same page with Kevin, get on the same page with my receivers and the offense. And, uh, you know, like I said, just keep improving each and every day. That's my biggest ask. When you were sprinting between drills yesterday, individual drills, you're just trying to get everything up tempo to get your mind working, Most definitely. Your body going Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just mind, body, everything. Just get my conditioning going, uh, you know, wearing pads, running, being able to move, uh, you know, because in, in practice and training camp, you know, I didn't really scramble much. So, you know, in a live action, being able to have to, you know, scramble and then come back and then do another play, call the play in a huddle, operate. Sometimes hand it off, sometimes do a pass play. I got to make sure that my conditioning is up. So any uh, way I can just try to improve that, that's what I'm going to do. Given the 700 days, did it feel like everything was going really fast? Uh, I wouldn't say fast. It was just mostly just being able to adjust. Like I said before, just really just the conditioning level, being able to go out there and operate, see things, um, you know, like I've been seeing it before, and uh, then get on the same page with, with the whole offensive staff and what we want to do for the game plan to execute. I know you talked about being an anticipatory thrower. How hard is that when there's such a long layoff and it's your first game in the new system? Uh, to be honest, yeah, it is. It is pretty tough, you know, because you got every receiver is different, uh, especially on different routes. You know, with DPJ and Coop and D Bell, all those guys are different route runners. So being able to know how they're going to come out, when they're going to come out, how they're going to come out, and where they're going to be, uh, it takes a little bit of time. But um, you know, I got to be able to adjust quick, especially if you want to be successful. And that's my mindset: is just trying to get extra reps, watch extra tape, and just let them know what I'm thinking and try to see what they're thinking on certain routes. Did you, when you watch the film back, I guess were you happy with your footwork, or were you overstriding, or anything you want to correct in that area? Yeah, it was just overall just fundamentals, just my feet work, just making sure my base is uh, you know staying tight as much as possible, making sure I'm trusting the O line with the, in the pocket, and uh, just making sure I'm trusting my eyes and my feet because if I can do that and know where I want to go with the ball, then we could be very, very successful. Do you feel like uh, everything hit you more emotionally in that return to Houston than you might have even anticipated? And therefore, if all of that stuff isn't there in Cincinnati, or a lot of it isn't there in Cincinnati, do you think that's one huge thing off your plate? Um, yeah, I think last week was a, it was a lot. You know, the anticipation of just 
be back on the field, the anticipation of going back to my former team, anticipation uh, playing against former teammates, um, and, and being in front of a, a crowd that used to, you know, cheer for me at the time. So uh, all that stuff was definitely, you know, it was a lot. Um, you know, I'm human, so, you know, I definitely have things running through my mind and, and, and through my, you know, just soul in general. But, um, you know, I'm glad I, that's out the way. I'm glad we got the win. And, you know, I'm just trying to look forward to this week. It's going to be a hostile environment in Cincinnati. Uh, it's going to be a fun, and, and we just got to go out there and just make sure we execute the game plan. Sean, when it comes to the RPOs, because, you know, we talk a lot about the rust of the throwing, but RPOs are really something you do. Is that also another area where you just kind of got to feel it out and maybe knock off some rust when it comes to when to keep it or when to give it? Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, just playing football. You know, just being out there, just playing football, doing what I'm doing, just finding myself, all that stuff got to come back. Um, and, and like I said last week, I, I don't know when it's going to come back. I don't know if it's, if it's going to be last week, this week. You know, my job is to just keep, keep getting better. And when it clicks, it, it, it clicks, and everyone will feel that. So, um, like I said, just keep improving, keep trying to do my best, to, uh, make sure that the team is, is up and uh, up to the challenge and trying to, uh, you know, score points and win games. Deshaun, you talked about trust. You know, is it difficult with the, with your offensive line, something you really can't really develop until you get out there and, and, and play in games, game reps? Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, something that you got to develop in game reps because, you know, just like receivers, old offensive lines set differently. You know, the Jed set differently than Jack. Same with Joel and Wyatt. And, uh, and then you have Yellow up front. So, you know, it's just kind of everyone has just got to, you know, be able to try to be in sync and in one. And that's how you have a successful offense. And you see a lot of teams that's very successful because they're all on the same page at the same time. And if you can do that, then you can actually be successful. So, um, you know, hopefully this week we can be a lot better and, and I guarantee we will. Does your, when you talk about the offensive line, does your mobility maybe change how the guys up front need to block from, for you rather than, you know, blocking for a traditional drop back passer? Um, I, not not too much um, because you can't you can't go in there thinking that you're going to change or try to change because you know one guy is more mobile than the other guy. Um, you got to just continue to stay fundamentally sound in, within the scheme and then let everything else kind of play out how it, how it should be. I know you ran a few times last week, but as you kind of try to develop that chemistry with the receivers and get where you want to be in the pass game, could you see yourself relying on your running more um, as you? You know, try to win games, but aren't quite where you want to be in the past game. Um, I just let the game come to me. So if it if it allows me to to make plays with my feet and my legs, then I'm going to do that. Uh, if I need to sit in the pocket and make the throws, I, I'm going to do that. So I can't go into a game thinking I'm going to do one more than the other. I just got to let the game come to me so uh, we can try to be successful. This is your second game, your week two. There aren't really a lot of must-win games in week two of the season. But this is. So how do you feel about being put in the situation of a must-win and only your second game? I mean, every game is a must-win, as, as we think about it in the locker room. We try to be 1-0 each and every week, regardless if it's week one, regardless if it's week 17 or week 14. Every week is a must-win because you don't want to go out there thinking that, hey, if we don't win this, we don't matter. It don't matter. Every team is very, very good. Every team is talented in the NFL. Everyone is getting paid to do their job, and, and everyone wants to have a job next year, regardless of how much you're getting paid or, you, or you're not. So, you know, every week is a must week, uh, must win, and we're going into this, this situation ready to win and uh, just go out there and play ball. Deshaun, is one, uh, is one week or one game enough of a body of work for you when you're working with a guy, let's say, with Amari Cooper? Is one game enough for you to kind of work out some of the kinks and look at what went on and dramatically improve it for the second? Um, 
I don't think it's ever enough, but it's enough to be able to, to talk and to be able to adjust and be able to see how things kind of unfolded with that game. And then every week you got to know that you're going against a different defensive coordinator. So you got to be able to adjust on that that end too. So the, mo the most you can do is get on the practice field and throw routes and try to convert that timing and then watch as much tape as you can and communicate, you know, outside the building uh, without, you know, going into, you know, any deeper, you know, schemes or anything like that, but staying within the scheme and, and just talking outside the building, I think that's the biggest thing you can do. And then go out there Sundays and just, you know, try to play loose and do it fast. When you're in a hundred days without taking a live hit, did you come out of that game any extra sore, or did it just feel like a regular game without getting hit for a while? Um, you know, I got hit. Um, you know, it felt like a regular game. Came in, did my treatment, did what I needed to do to recover uh, and get ready for this this week. And um, you know, I feel good. We are all worried about that, you know, just not getting that contact for a while. And uh, going, all right. No, sir, I wasn't, I wasn't too much worried about that. Not at all. When you're in a hostile environment, do you try to block it out or do you embrace it? Uh, my main focus is just being out there and just executing the game plan. I, I'm so locked in and, and tonal vision where, you know, half of the time I don't even hear it. I'm just focusing on making sure I'm called the right play, get the operation going so we can try to be successful. Cincinnati is getting hot at the, the right time of year. Again, uh, it's what they seem to do down there. Just a big reason why is the way their defense is playing. What do you see from them and the challenges that that secondary presents to you? I mean, they're playing really good football. Overall, everything, defense, offense, you got to give them credit. You know, they've been doing, you know, everything that they needed to do to pull out the wins, big wins especially. Um, and we just got to go in there and make sure that we have a sense of urgency. And we got to go out there and, and, and try to, you know, slow them down offensively. And then we got to put up points. And that's the biggest thing. So, um, you know, you got to give Cincinnati credit. And they're doing a heck of a job to, you know, finish wins and finish games. And uh, we got to go in there and try to, you know, get our get ourselves a win. When, when, there's a, when there's a guy like Burrow. Sitting your time away uh, that you were focused on the part of your game is a point of emphasis. Now that that first game's out, and are you able to kind of clear the way for the physical aspect of your growth? And that's something that, like the mental side of the game, is that something you still want to focus on? Yes, ma'am. Overall, just everything. You know, uh, you know, when I was away from football, you know, physically, you know, I was doing that pretty much every day. And you got to take some time off. You don't want to overdo your body. But at the same time, mentally was the biggest thing because I wasn't, you know, in the meetings. I wasn't in the film room. So I wasn't able to get that. So that was my most important. Now being back in the building, being able to play on Sundays, you know, I got to have a balance and be able to have both of those. So both of those is definitely the priorities. And I'm going to try to, like I said before, just continue to improve as much as I can. When, when there's yeah, a guy like, last one. <laughs> when there's a guy like Burrell on the other side, especially a guy you're going to go against a lot here over the next few years, is there a little extra juice for you? Do you get excited to go against a, a guy like that? I get juice every each and every week, regardless of who I'm going against. You know, my job is to, you know, go out there and, and play against their defense. You know, I know they have a guy, great guy that went to the Super Bowl. He's playing hot right now. And like I said, you got to give Joe Burrow all the credit. But at the same time, my main focus is trying to, you know, find uh, whatever that defensive weakness is and just try to score points for the Cleveland Browns. And the defense, you know, they have to take care of all that. So uh, for me, it's just mo mostly just focusing on that defense. All right, there's Deshaun Watson at the podium, your starting quarterback. Um, I thought that was really – I think you're on. A lot now you're not. One no. more. Now yeah. you're I wasn't potting you up until it was time because you're an idiot and we're like <laughs> – 
<laughs> knocking the microphone for 30 that's seconds. That's an alpha move out of giving. Straight to the idiot. He's such an alpha. Straight to the idiot card. Go have some wings <laughs> and a domestic beer. Yeah, that's all you need. Um, listen, the one, what, I thought it was a really candid presser from Deshaun. Uh, I cannot yeah. imagine what last week was like for him. I think he shared a lot with everybody who was asking the questions in terms of all of the emotional, mental stuff that was wrapped up in that game, let alone going back to that stadium yes. where he was so familiar, seeing former teammates, friends, all of that stuff in there, let alone the fans of Houston uh, who loved him for much of his time there, obviously. Um, so there's a lot to that. There's a mental toll to that as well. And now that that's behind him, you do feel like that that he will start to go. But I, I would say that I don't – I think it is – reasonable to believe that there will be some kinks still here for a while because it's been a long time and he said in there about when he was talking about like all these all receivers runs routes a little bit differently yeah the same is true for offensive line the same is true for everything like he's got to get to figure this out in real time on the field and it's just going to take a little bit of time right and I think by the end of the year we are going to see the Deshaun Watson that would make everybody very excited that he is the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. When that's going to happen, I don't know. It could happen this week. I think it's one of those things like a good shooter. You just need to see the ball go in, and then you stop thinking about how do I get the ball to go in. It's just yeah. going in, and I think that's where it is. It's like a golfer after a long layoff. Sometimes you go out there the very first day. You're not thinking everything's good, but then when you go, okay, now i got to go play for real – you're thinking about how to yeah. hit a golf ball, not just hitting a golf ball. So I think that part of it is that getting the timing down, the feeling down, the movement down, being in sync, you know, with his line, with his receivers, the depth of the drops, all of those things. And it'll come. It'll come. He's going to be, he's going to be just fine. That had to be, that was a lot. And I think I'll even say I guilty. Me too. My expectations for him were unrealistic. The guy, not for the layoff. It's one thing if it's a layoff, but he'd been practicing for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. He had one week as, as the, quarterback in yeah. practice one week is the starting quarterback and then go to play a game yeah so I, I think you saw a lot of good things and I think even in fact watching it back on tape you'd say okay there were some there were some things here that we can be we can build on things that we can be very excited about and then from there from there it just starts to become normalized in game so we'll, we'll get there we'll get there with Sean Watson not worried about that and I don't think and I can tell you there's nobody in this building that is remotely worried about it yeah no you it's it'll it'll happen for sure I think I think one of the thing that'll take some getting used to for all of us too and if you remember him at Clemson or you remember him even at Houston when he was here it was he only played here the one game and the weather was brutal but even when he was Houston and he was great he's not a under center drop back five steps plant and throw guy like that's not who he is anyway like he's a movement guy he moves around in the pocket feels the pocket not necessarily that he's a scrambler he's not that unless he has to he certainly is very comfortable throwing for the pocket but his feet he's somebody who moves a lot in the pocket he historically oh, yeah. hasn't been a guy who drops plants foot and throw him no and his almost his entire career has been played out of the gun so so all of that stuff will come as it as he gets more acclimated to all and of he it. likes it he likes being under center he, yeah. he likes that that is part of this offense it is something that as you mentioned you know he does not have a ton of experience with and so getting the timing of that down will be there but that's why you're going to see him a lot in the shotgun as well as this thing kind of evolves in stages but I feel very confident that things will be getting better and getting better rapidly you know is it going to be soon enough to take down a surging Bengals team we'll see look defensively We've been great against them, right? I mean, that's where we've, yeah. we've really held Joe Burrow down for the most part. 
uh, in his career, the last two games, I think 32 to 13 and 41 to 16. Yeah. So you know, you play defense like that, three takeaways in both of those games, you're going to win. That's going to be that's going to be the key. We're not. I don't know if we're ready yet for a big old shootout, but I, I don't think we're far away from it. And maybe we will be because he's the kind of guy to me that once if he once he gets in that rhythm, he's going to be in the rhythm. And yes. we talked about it. We talked about it earlier that he's been a slow starter throughout his career. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not surprising to me that that's kind of the way that it goes. And so his first ever NFL game was week one of 2017. His first ever NFL start was week two of 2017 in Cincinnati, believe it or not. Was it really? On his birthday. On his birthday. And in that one, he won 13 to 9. He had a uh, six, seven yards rushing and a touchdown. And they won 13 to 9. So good memories for Deshaun down in Cincinnati. There was a game, I'm trying to remember, um, in his rookie year. Yeah, this is it. This was it. Because there was some questioning. I, I knew it was against Seattle. There was a game he played against Seattle in his rookie year. Is that when he got hurt, but went bonkers? So he, he ends up going bonkers in the game. They're down big. They come all the way back. They lose the game 41-38 to a really good uh, Seattle team. But up until that point... You know, there was it was, you know, what's what's this team? What, what's this team going to be with Deshaun Watson? Or, you know, how does the transition go from the from college to the NFL? And there was a game I'll never forget watching. I was always a big fan of his from his time at Clemson. And um, I'll never forget watching this game. This is the one I'm sure of it um, where let me see what his numbers ended up in this game. But there, it's a, it's a back and forth away we go. And I remember watching it in real time and thinking to yourself, yeah, you just saw the future of football. And it's the quarterback of the of the Houston Texans. Um, yeah, he's 19 to 30 for 404 and four touchdowns in the game. He threw three picks as well uh, as a rookie, um, but it wasn't just the throwing. It was the running. He was doing all of these things different. He had 67 yards on the ground as well, and that was like kind of his hello world moment because it was a bit of a slow start. So um, all of that's still in there, and I think that buttresses your point of when he starts to see it, it'll go, and then they'll stack because he is, you know, he is who you – traded for all no of that's still very much in there um there's a new way to cheer on your cleveland browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion barking backers presented by milk bones the browns newest club for pet parrots worldwide sign up today BarkingBackers.com. barking backers the fan club for dogs we will do the matchup our offense versus a very stingy Bengals defense that's coming up next you listen to cleveland browns daily on 850 espn cleveland Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Buy or sell a home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. Always a winning strategy. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered. At Howard Hanna, every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash Browns today. And now let's head to the podium in the matchup. Our offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt. Sean about the missed throws and everything. He kind of went back to his mechanics, his fundamentals. And his shoulder plane kind of just kind of brought question, but what specifically was it what did you see just with his mechanics um you know, not to get over analytical on mechanics but you know just saw some rust there that that's very natural very expected um you know as hard as you work no matter what you do to try to simulate game reps is, is really impossible so um you know just little things from you know shortening the drop a little bit not getting as deep in the pocket um you know keeping your feet under you in balance things like that we've worked on this week 
like, oh, well, practice, he looks great, or that it's just the carrying into the game is a lot different, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, the, you know, the more reps he takes, the more live reps he takes in practice, uh, the more game reps he has. Obviously, the, the rust will come off, expecting to see improvement each week. Following up on that, I mean, his, his footwork, I guess, did you, I know you're a stickler for that kind of thing. Did you notice anything like overstriding or anything? Was that contributing to those lower thrown balls on some of those passes? Yeah, I, again, there's, there was a lot on his plate going into that game, both you know on the field and off. So, um, you know, now that we got that one under the belt, expect to see, you know, in, in strides each week. Um, yeah, there were definitely some things that we've addressed, and, and he's worked really hard to improve those this week. Is that just a matter of getting some live game reps that it's not something you can really replicate unless that speed and that threat of getting hit is, is right in front of you? Yeah, it's its own animal, and I think, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be more comfortable each week. Just after one game, did you see plays that you think would work for him and maybe uh, take others out or anything at all like that? Uh, we did expand our playbook a little bit with some of the, um, you know, giving him the ability to run with the ball as well in our run game, um, things like that we've added in. Um, you know, just personal preference on things you would take out. Like there might be certain concepts he's not as comfortable with that maybe Jacoby had comfort levels with that we ran a lot earlier. Um, those may go to the back a little bit and get some of the thoughts and, and ideas and, and concepts that he's familiar with up to the front of the list. Is there any merit whatsoever to having something ready for Jacoby in the event that in a game of this magnitude, if Deshaun continues to struggle in a huge way, that you can go to Jacoby a little bit here and there if you need to. Is there, is there something? I think that's always, you know, we always have the ability to call call the game for Jacoby. You know, that's that's the easy part. I don't see that happening, but that's always easy to get to. Alex, you worked with uh, Coach Taylor before. What do you remember about your, your time in Cincinnati and what's he, what's he like to work with? With Zach? Yeah, great young mind, very, very um, good with the players, really, you know, uh, sharp offensively, schematically. Does a great job of uh, relating to the guys. You know, I enjoyed my time working with Zach, um, and you know, and Brian as well, and Coach Pitcher on that side of the ball. Um, really young minds down there. Do you expect to have David Bell Sunday? Uh, I'm not sure what his status is right now. Hopefully, we'll get him back out there. But hopefully, that you know, with his injury, he would be able to make it back. We're not sure at this point. And if not, what, I mean, what do you do with that third receiver spot? I know Dimitri got a bunch, but he hasn't played much, you know, before. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to fill that role if that's the case from, from the roster. Uh, Mike Woods would be another candidate to, to fill that role. Uh, I'm not sure where his status is at this point, but um, hope, hopeful he can make it Sunday. How much of a factor is DJ Reader now being up in the middle for that? Yeah. Um, we played him once um, so far um, in our five previous games. Um, he's obviously a force inside. He's a big body. Um, you know, he plays extremely hard. He's got some mobility. He can get up some range uh, running down the line of scrimmage. And he's a guy that, uh, you know, we've uh, talked about as being one of their quality players on that side of the football. We've got to make sure we have an idea where he is at all times. The bigger picture on that, Alex, is just facing a team for a second time. I know things a lot of change, but you saw him just about a month ago. Yeah, and I think we know this team well, like we do most of our division now at this point. Um, so, you know, there'll be change-ups, as always, and we'll have them also. But, uh, you know, we know the personnel really well. Um, you know, the scheme might change, but we, we know who these guys are and they know who we are. How much do you think it will help Deshaun to have David Njoku out there? Uh, anytime you can add a body like David's, you know, a talented guy that has production, it's only, only going to help. Um, you know, tight ends are generally close to the quarterback um, in proximity, <laughs> so they get a lot more chances to catch the ball. 
All right, there's your offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt. For the matchup, we go to Dr. Z. Oh, baby. All right, Cincinnati Bengals, solid on defense, nothing spectacular. 12th in total, 13th in scoring, 15th against the rush, 16th against the pass, so right in the middle. 22nd on third down, 29th in sacks. They do not get to the quarterback much, and outside of uh, they've got 11.5 sacks combined from Hendrickson and Hubbard. They have 7.5 from the rest of the team, so just 19 sacks on the season. 15th in turnovers, 9th in the red zone, 17th in big plays, 15th in yards play. So basically, they are as average as average gets, middle of yep. the road. They have played mostly better of late you would say they gave up 21 to Carolina but that was all garbage time they gave up 32 to us that was a season high 30 to the Steelers and a mm -hmm. 37 to 30 win over them held the the Tennessee Titans to just 16 20 to 16 and then they held the Chiefs to 24 which I consider a win 27 to 24 and a win for them uh, their defense up front it is led by on the two ends Sam Hubbard and Hendrickson. Hendrickson on the season. He was a pro bowler last year. He had at least 13 sacks each of the last two seasons. He leads the team with six sacks, 49 pressures, second in the NFL behind only our Miles Garrett. Hubbard on the other side has five and a half sacks on the season, 41 pressure. He's got a sack in back-to-back -back games on the interior. A couple of big guys. DJ Reader, the number 10 defensive tackle, pro football focus. He's only played once against the Browns. That was the game in Cincinnati last year. Nick Chubb in that one, 14 carries, 137 yards, and two touchdowns. He had that 70-yarder to yep. the house. Jim Donovan said he was running right into the river, which he did on that one. Um, B.J. Hill's got two sacks on the season. Reader's only been there for six games, but when Reader's been in the lineup this year, their yards per carry allowed is 3.6 and would be third best in the NFL, full yard per carry lower with him in the lineup. Um, second level, Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt play most of the snaps there at the linebacker position. Pratt leads the team with 78 tackles. Wilson second with 74. Wilson, if you recall, uh, has seven interceptions since 2020, most among linebackers. Last year, he actually led the Bengals in tackles and interceptions with four. Back end, uh, Eli Apple starts on one corner. He's actually played very well this year despite not having an interception, only giving up 56% completions. Mike Hilton is the, the nickel. He's a very good blitzer, although he has no sacks this year. He does have nine and a half for his career. Uh, and then on the other side, Cam Taylor Britt is starting. Their second rounder out of Nebraska. He started the last five games. He has 33 tackles, one pass defense, one forced fumble, but he's the guy I think we need to go after. 76% completions, a lot of 122 rating in coverage this season. The safeties, Jesse Bates, Von Bell, both very, very good. Bell this year, four interceptions, fourth in the NFL. He's been a part of five takeaways. He's been excellent in coverage. Bates has two. So they're back end, their safety, six interceptions. Those are the guys that are very good for him. They play base. They'll play base sometimes with five guys on the line of scrimmage. They play a 5-2-4 base. They play that more than any team in the NFL, as a matter of fact, which is an interesting little thing there. Uh, and then they play, obviously, a ton of nickel with their four-man front, and that's what you'll see a lot of. Now, it'll be interesting. They go game to game. They'll either play, when they played Tennessee, for example, a lot of heavy boxes, only 20% mm -hmm. light boxes. The other two games since Reader's been back, light boxes over 60% of the time. I would guess against us, they're going to make us throw them out of the light boxes because Nick Chubb has 100 or more rushing yards and two or more touchdowns in three straight full games against Cincinnati. All three wins and all three, the Browns scored more than 20 points. He joins Jerome Bettis as the only running back in NFL history with 102 three different times against the Bengals. So he's been very good. Um, obviously, he's electric. You get the Chief back. That's important. Chief still ranks sixth among tight ends and receptions and yards per game, seventh in total yards for the season, 464. So getting him there, you got Amari, uh, who had five for a season high, 131 and a touchdown last time. What's crazy about this matchup is 
is that Nick Chubb, first of all, he owns them. He averages 96 yards and almost a touchdown per game against them. Five 100-yard games. He is 7-1 and all-time against the Bengals. The only loss being the last game of 2019. But Amari is the last receiver to have 100 yards receiving yeah. against them. Nick Chubb is the last and only running back all year to have 100 yards rushing against the Bengals. And they have not allowed a single quarterback to throw for more than 300 yards against them. So it's not an overwhelmingly impressive defense, but they obviously get the job done and have not allowed a lot of big games from opponents. All right, let's do some quick hitters here from Gibby's questioning. What needs to happen on offense for the Browns to win on Sunday? It's Nick Chubb, right? Got to run it. Uh, I would say first and foremost, you have to take care of the football. Yeah. I think it is critical the Browns, when they win the turnover battle, they win this year. They've won the turnover battle three times. They've won all three of those games. We're undefeated in games where we don't take it over. So I think that's part of it. Number two, yeah, you got to get Nick Chubb going. He's had so much success, as I documented, against this Bengals team with five 100-yard games in seven against them. We talked about the last three over 100 yards and two scores uh, in both of those games, or in three straight games. And then you got to get Amari, you got to get Donovan Peoples Jones, you got to get the Chief going because you need to get Deshaun Watson going. Deshaun yeah. Watson's going to have to play significantly better, and he should. You know, you look at his rookie year, his lowest rating was his first game, then it got better and better, and then he finished with four straight over 100 yards. I think that'll be the case uh, as we progress here in this season, but we're going to need a lot of it, you know, very, very quickly this week. Cincinnati's interesting defense, as you said, they're very, very average. They, they don't make a lot of big plays, they don't give up a lot of big plays. They kind of just wait for you to make a mistake. And Kelsey fumbled the ball in the game against Kansas, against Kansas yeah, City. And Pratt that, got him. That's, yeah. That springboards him because then they make you pay with that. So if you're yep. clean and you run it, you should you have an opportunity here. And I would watch out for Deshaun Watson's legs a little bit too. I would think that that would be something that would be uh, you could put a little bit of uh, an emphasis on. It's going to be fun. This is a, a very fun uh, matchup. David Ajoku, the X Factor, him back. That's a game changer. It is a game changer. And, you know, it, it's funny that to face a team this late in the season for the Browns offensively, you'll have Wyatt Teller. You'll have David Ajoku. You did not have either in the first meeting. Yeah. They'll have DJ Reader defensively. And then you flip it around, they'll have Jamar Chase. We'll have Denzel Ward. So actually healthier than you were in an earlier meeting, despite all of our injuries, obviously, at the linebacker position. Yeah. Very, it's a fun matchup, guys. It's one of the one of the great games on a fun weekend. Go ahead, Gibby. You got something? Uh, practice updates. All right. Farrell Burch not at practice during the time open to reporters today. All right. No explanation yet. Denzel Ward, A.J. Green, James Hudson are back. Conklin with the veteran day off. Okay. Good. Well, Denzel's the one Denzel's that's important. The and yeah, that's the one. A.J. Green's been very good on special teams. Hudson, if you remember last time, had the monster block on Akeem Davis-Gaither down at the goal line against the Bengals. Um, so good to have Denzel back. Chase Winovich, I'm telling you. That's I, a big I, deal. It is a big deal. I like what we've gotten from him when he's been on the field. It hasn't it's been be much, healthy, yeah. but when he's healthy, he has been very, very good. Uh, just a precautionary illness thing with he and Pharaoh Brown, and that they'll be back uh, tomorrow. I also one other thing. Uh, while we haven't always played the way we've wanted to defensively this year, our secondary, and I think this is part of the thing that makes it tough for Burrow and why he struggled a little bit against us, relatively speaking. Miles can get home. Okay, so you have Miles getting home, and then our secondary is athletic enough to run with their receivers. There aren't many that are. We can. The two safeties can cover. They can both get in into the, into the middle if they need to and go info, impact the run. But the three corners are athletic enough to run with their receivers, and there aren't that many teams that have that advantage. No, and we actually match up with them really well now. You Denzel yeah. on Chase. You've got Greg Newsom on Boyd in the slot, and then on the other side you've got 
You know, big MJ Emerson taking on look the big this. T Higgins. Look at this. Look at here's the new rule with him. Look at him. It's Listen, just it's just Thursday. This is, what it is. this is it's just Thursday. It's nothing. Jeez. Here's what it is. This is this is where we are on the footwear. A cool G. If it isn't a cool G, it ain't being worn. Everything. That's where though. he's at. It's a cool G. Like those he when we were in when we were down in um um Houston, he had some yeah. crazy Travis Scotts on. Yeah. That's what that is, wasn't it? Those or are those, those are Travis Scotts too. Are I'm they? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Or they're the. What did Ian say? I'll look it up. Yeah. Don't worry. You can get them on StockX. You'll just play a pre, pay a premium for them. Uh, Browns fans get into First Energy Stadium quicker on game days with Express Access presented by Root Insurance. Enroll for free today to enter through exclusive lanes at each gate. Plus, each game you use Express Access at First Energy Stadium, you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a Browns autographed item. Go to the tickets tab in the Browns mobile app to learn more. Travis Scott. T Scott. Yeah. yeah. The back, my I was, what, I was my oldest the, educated me on that. Uh, he's like, Dad, anything with the revert, the Nike going the other way with this, it's a Travis Scott. I'm going. I was thinking of the Tinker right. Hatfields. What do the Tinker Jordans look like? I think I thought this those was, are those are dunks. Yeah, aren't no, they? Those are yeah. No, those are those Jordan are Lowe's or dunks. They're, I think they're Jordan Lowe's. They're either Jordan Lowe's or dunks. I'm yeah. not sure which one they are. Um, all right, we will uh, we will get you some. This is a big week. This is it in fantasy, right? This is the the the. Are you in or are you out? Yeah. Uh, so we'll get you some advice on that front. We'll guess the lines as well. Second hour coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Cleveland Browns fans, skip the chore of laundry. Enjoy Life Not Laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of November. Just mention the promo code Browns. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location nearest you. Some exclusions may apply. Go ahead. Is it time? No, not yet. No! Not yet. I'm so excited. Are you, oh, too bad you don't have. Yeah, hey, got it's him. time to give me some See, fantasy you. advice. Is what it is. <laughs> what? No one cares not yet, about not that. Yet. Don't worry. Pace yourselves. You're safe. Fantasy advice. This fantasy is it, advice. right? This is the final week of the regular season. If you're in a league worth of salt, it is, and it's also kind of crazy. First time that happened. I can ever recall that in the final week of a fantasy regular season, you have six teams out, and you have some teams out that have real fantasy implications. Is what's the hard part about this? You got some real. What are you gonna do? Because you have a you have an issue at quarterback there, buddy. Well, yeah, Fields is out. I picked up uh, Huntley, so I'll just play Huntley. I mean, th- but you're team, the postseason anyway. So yeah, but I'm playing for. It's ridiculous. If I played the, we just got the thing. We played the Miz this week, and he's out. So, neck on to next year. Good, good riddance. He's not, he, is he going to try though? He'll try to beat you. That it would doesn't be a matter. Super Bowl. It doesn't even matter because you're in. You did nothing. To I'm about. in. I can still get a buy if I win and the team ahead of me loses. I can still get a buy in the okay. first round. We might have we have hundreds of more points than anybody else in the league. We still might not get a buy, but that's neither here nor there. It is what it is. We'll deal with it, and we're going to be just fine. But this is a this is a tough week now. Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indy, New Orleans, Washington. Right. So, like, if you think about this, and he hasn't lived up to this, but Jonathan Taylor was the first pick in most people's draft, probably. Taylor Pittman. Yeah, Rodgers, Christian Watson, Fields, Jones, Dylan, Fields, McLaurin, McLaurin. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Gibson Kamara. and Robinson, both of the backs in Washington have been fantasy viable. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is a tough week. So this is where you're kind of looking. Okay, who can I get in there? Who can I get in my lineups? Who can I try to to, to make some things happen with? And 
right now we've got Huntley we might change because the other guys you'd think about, Daniel Jones, but Philly's D scares me. Mike White against Buffalo. Buffalo's a good defense. They are. But Mike White's been throwing the ball. He's got a great receiving core. No yeah. Von Miller. No Von Miller no in that Von. game. So yeah. he's somebody that we might end up switching to. But I always think if you have a guy that's guaranteed to run for 50 yards, that's like – or 60 yards, that's like throwing for – in some leagues, that's throwing for 150 yards just right out of the gate. Yeah, right. You know, so it becomes, it, it becomes pretty good. So we'll see uh, what that ends up being. But those are some of the guys you want to look at. Jared Goff, love him against Minnesota. Cousins against Minnesota, automatics. Uh, and then I would say White, Jones, Huntley, Tannehill are the guys that you're considering as kind of replacements there. Running back position, we talked about Kamara being out, Taylor being out. So those are a couple of first-round picks who are, who are gone. Um, who you're going to fire up in your lineups this week. Uh, I think you start both Dallas backs, Pollard and Elliott, against Houston. Uh, boy, I can't wait till we guess the spread on that one. That's got to be just – I feel like it's got to be a monster line. I'm trying to get my head around. I've been excited about that one. Like, how big, how big could <laughs> it be? What would be big enough that would make you not yeah. pick Dallas? Like, how do they find the sweet spot on that? Isaiah Pacheco. I think you start. Here's another one. Both Detroit backs. I think you start DeAndre Swift. He's they finally gave Williams him a real workload, and then Williams scores every single week. Latavius Murray. If you need a flyer, James Cook. I like what we're seeing out of James Cook against the Jets, and in that same game, Zonovan Knight. Great name. Zonovan Knight is the starter for the Jets right now. Wide receivers in week 14, you know the usual suspects, but if, again, you're digging deep, you're trying to find somebody to get in there. If Hollywood Brown wasn't picked up, give him a look. Josh Palmer for San Diego against the Niners, is, I think, is a good start for you this week. Uh, Zay Jones has been playing well for Jacksonville. Uh, I think those are guys you can look at. I think our own Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think, has a nice game this week. Tight end position, and again, you're digging deep. These are not the normal names you're thinking about. Foster Moreau, Tyler Higby, Evan Ingram. I don't even know how to say this, but I'm going to try. Chigozium Okwankuo of Tennessee. I think he's Tennessee against the uh, the Jags. Noah Fant of Seattle scored recently. Cade Otten gets in the end zone for Brady. So that's where you're looking there. And then from the defense standpoint, your streamers this week. Obviously, Dallas is a must-start against Houston. Um, I like as well Seattle against Carolina. Uh, I like Tampa against the Niners, given that Brock Purdy's starting. Uh, and they're going to be prepared for him. Tennessee against the Jags as well. So that's where you're looking, I think, from a defensive standpoint this week. All right. Good stuff there. Time to get to it. Let's go. As we guess the spread. Fourth straight winning week. Let's go. This is, this is what it'll be. If you yeah. And I mean, they've they've been big, though. They've been like. Last two, you've been ridiculous. On this one, we only have 13 games this week. So yeah. I think we're looking. I think eight is the threshold, eight right? And, eight and five. Eight and five, you feel happy about things? Well, All right. seven and six, I'd be happy, to be frank. But yeah. I think I'd like eight and five. All right, here we go. We start tonight. Vegas at just ram it. Six could be starting. 17, you mean? 17 could be starting. 1 7 showed up yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Raiders okay. minus a tutty on the road. Got it. Let's go. Minus six. New York. Six and a half. Or six and a half, rather. Six yes. and a half. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, it will later. I, I'm going to go off. I'm going to go off of this. I guess I'll go off on the list I have since I don't have access to the list you have. So we'll go off of them. But it was six and a half. You were right. Let's see. Though. But but there's going to be discrepancies on all sorts of books. So this is the one that I took off of ESPN today. Are we fair? Yeah, today. Okay. Fine. Okay. Good. All right. New York Jets at Buffalo. 
New York Jets at Buffalo. And they beat the Buffalo last time. Sure did. Jets, I mean, sorry, Bills minus six and a half. Bills minus nine and a half. That's one demerit. Wow. I'm keeping tabs. One demerit. Us at Bengals. Browns. Bengals. Bengals. Bengals minus seven. Got it. Minus six. Houston at Dallas. Houston. All right. So the last time we did this, they've all been around two touchdowns. But the last time you and I talked, we said, what would be a number that you even have to start thinking about it? Yeah. And to me, it was 17 and a hook. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to go. 17 and a hook. You got it. It's 16 and a hook. So you do get it. It's 16 and a hook. Good job out of you. Three and one. Give yeah, it. you're crushing it. All right. Um, Minnesota at Detroit. All right. Yes, Mr. Zagura. Honest Abe here. I know this, and I can honestly say I would not have gotten it. I wouldn't even have been in yeah, the world realm. I would have had Vikings minus three, and I think it's Lions minus three. It's Lions minus two and a half. Yeah, so full yeah. honesty there. Taking Good job the but I, because that came across my timeline as like, what in the world's going on? Correct. Now then, it was backed up by I think Mina Kimes said that in DVOA, yep, the Lions are better than the Vikings offensively and defensively, and that so, Vegas loves the Lions. So, and I, 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 that can be a dem, that can't be a demerit, can it? I mean, no, he's honestly I, no. I, I, I would have said inside information. He's only got one wrong. No, we I would have. No, I would have said the Vikings. He would. He's the being, honest. This, I'm is, being honest. this is the Joe Thomas on higher lower. Or but what do we do with him? I mean, fine, over under. I tried to give you a pass. I'll I give appreciate. You a second but no, demerit. wait a second. Let's also not not brush past the rare act of giving kindness towards you. It's, uh, it's, un, it's without unprovoked precedent. kindness. Yeah. But I would have kindness. thought. I would have thought the. I would have the Vikings yeah. minus two or three on the road. All right. We have next up Jacksonville at Tennessee. Jacksonville at Tennessee. <sighs> Tennessee minus three. Got it. Tennessee Ooh. minus four. Didn't have a feel for that one. That's yep. good. Okay. All right. Philly at the Giants. Philly at the Giants. Vegas does not like the Giants. They do not. They are on the road. This feels similar to me how I would view, Vegas would view the Raiders at the Rams. So I'm going to say Philly minus a tutty. Nailed it. Right on it. Unbelievable run out of you. You got a feel for this now. I do. It's you taking me a while, though. Yeah, you got not that long. Don't give yourself plenty. Of I used to try to get too cute, and now I'm picking on the main numbers. Stay on three and seven, and, and then it's a variance sure. if there's like a real feel. Yeah, I think you got it right. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Baltimore at the Steelers. This is a tough one given the the quarterback situation. And I'm it would is it fair to ask? Are they assuming Lamar's not playing? In yes. your opinion, okay. It, it, he he will definitely not play. He's definitely so. not. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Baltimore mm-hmm. minus two and a half. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. What? Yep. Hate to see it. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Kansas City at Denver. Kansas City at Denver. He's not to a big enough lead he can overcome a couple of no, things. No, five, and, five three. and three. So he, no, he's we're, got, he's we're, got to stay in his head. It's Stay precarious. Stay so it yourself. feels to me like it has to be double digits. KC minus 10. Got it. Minus nine and a half for Kansas City. Okay. Brady and the Bucks at Niners. At Niners and Brock 
Purdy. This is a, this is a tough Brock one because the Purdy. Niners should be favored, but can you possibly have Brock Purdy favored over Brady? Right. My guess is the answer is yes, given that how good the Niners have been and how bad the Bucks have been. Niners minus three. Nailed it. Niners wow. minus three and a half. Wow. Got another one. Dude, All right. That was good. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Carolina at Seattle. Carolina at Seattle. Seattle minus seven and a half. Seattle minus three and a half. What? Correct. I agree. That one seems crazy. Um, so my our, two misses have been nutso lines. Three nuts. Actually, the Buffalo the three lines. The three lines. The three are huge. All, yeah. The, the biggest, I think the Detroit swing is yes. a big one. The Pittsburgh swing is a big one. Yes. And then Seattle and Buffalo were the other, were the other two. Yeah. Um, all right. Monday night, or Sunday night football, rather. Miami at L.A. Chargers. Miami at Chargers, which, you know, they always play. It's always a road game for the Chargers. Like, but are there Dolphin fans in South, Southern California? Probably not. No. I feel like Miami the people Dolphins stay in Miami. The Dolphins not come home either. They Miami, stayed out there? Yes. Yeah. Miami minus six. Miami minus three. Miami minus I need this, this one is for the last, This, this is, is the one it. to salvage things. Well, I'm, I have a winning week. You're seven and six at worst. worst. You could get your eight to five projected, yeah. which was your goal. New England at Arizona. New England at Arizona. New England. Minus two. Got it. Yeah. New England minus one and a half. Woo! Eight and five. Yeah, got it man. again. What a run out of you. You got a real feel for this, kid. You getting it sorted out now. Yeah. OBM, the official printer partner of your Cleveland Browns. When you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM. They tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. We'll do the matchup from the other side of things. Our defense versus this explosive Bengals offense. That's coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom bath? For a spa-like experience, let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. They're experts. They're factory-trained installers. are ready to help you. You call now at 216-220-8399. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Check them out at thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality, guys. Large selection of bath projects. In fact, the biggest in our area. They're all made in the United States. You change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Superior products with expert installers at thebathauthority.com. 216-220-8399. On that Browns defense, Bengals offense brought to you by Evolve Technology. Evolve Technology powers best in class security for the Cleveland Browns. That's a full day, Dr. Z, but in a way we're built for it. We are. This is the number five total offense, number seven scoring offense, number four passing offense, number three on third downs, tied for fifth in terms of fewest turnovers. They are number four in the red zone, so they know how to get down the field, they know how to score, punch the ball in. One interesting thing to note is. It feels a little feast or famine right? Here are the wins. They're, I'll just give you their point totals and their wins. 27, 27, 30, 35, 42, 37, 20 over Tennessee, 27. Their losses, 
2017-17-13. So you've got to shut them down to win, and that is a tall, tall task. But the Browns have done it. Joe Burrow 0-4 against the Browns. 0-4 against the Browns in those games. 68% completion, 309 yards passing, eight touchdowns, four interceptions, and a 93 rating. It sounds pretty good. So he's averaging 309 Jeez. yards, two touchdowns, and one pick per game. However... Three of the picks have come in the last two games. Since week three, which is they were 0-2 going into week three, 8-2 record. He's got 111.4 rating first in the NFL. Uh, he had The Browns have five sacks each of the last two against Burrow, but he's only been sacked since week eight five times in four games. So they have cleaned that up quite a bit. Early in the year, they were struggling. In fact, in those first eight games, 29 sacks of Joe Burrow. Last four games, as I mentioned, only five sacks. And part of it is, well, now, just back for the first time, Jamar Chase last week led the team with seven catches, 97 yards. Here about, how about this? In the six games with Higgins and Chase, they are 5-1, and one, 305 yards passing per game, 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 120 rating for Joe Burrow. Chase, in his career, 25 games, 2,157 yards. He is dynamic, but he's never even reached 50 yards against the Cleveland Browns so far. They were able to hold him down, but they also have T. Higgins. This year, T. Higgins, 861 yards, 11th in the league. He's got five touchdowns as well. The last three games, much of that without Chase, 19 for 297 and two. In fact, he had back-to-back 100-yard games the two games before. Chase returned only 35 last week, but a touchdown. They got Tyler Boyd as well. Boyd's having a nice season himself, 655 yards, four scores, although the last time he did score was week eight against us. We mentioned P. Ryan, what he's been able to do filling in. He's already got a career high with five touchdowns. He has a career high with four receiving touchdowns this season. Mixon has eight total touchdowns and 919 total yards in only 10 games. So that's still pretty good. Yep. But again, over 200 yards, his only 100-yard rushing game. He had 211 total yards and five scores in that game against the Carolina Panthers. But Mixon has at least 150 total yards or a touchdown in all four games against Cleveland in Cincinnati in his career. As I said, the line's gotten better. It looks like they will not have Hayden Hurst, so not a lot of production out of the tight ends. Hurst had 48 for 402 touchdowns. The other tight ends on the roster have seven catches for 60 yards combined this season. But they're going to drop back. They're going to throw it. They're going to be in shotgun. We did talk about, though, they have increased the motion uh, pre-snap, but the deep balls, Burrow, 16 touchdown passes and more than 40 yards since 2020. That's first. Chase, 11 catches and more than 40 since the start of last year. That is first in the NFL. And remember, he's missed some time yeah. uh, as well, tied there with Cooper Cup. But very good offense. But the Browns have stymied them. You know, Burrow on Monday Night Football, 25 of 35, 232, two touchdowns, interception, five sacks, a fumble lost. In Cincinnati, he throws a pick six, 28 of 42, 82, two interceptions. And, of course, one of those was that pick six. Chase fumbled in that game as well uh, in the Cincinnati last year. But Cincinnati's offense over 400 yards and four of the last five games, the exception, of course, the Cleveland Browns. So it's been four straight since then. Um, they are darn good. They are, they are a darn, darn good football team. And they Bur play the hits. Oh, yeah. They throw, to the guy, they throw to those three guys. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they don't That's really throw to anybody else. else. No. They don't throw to anybody else. You throw to those three. Why would you? They don't really rotate much. Those guys play almost all the time. Yeah, they play. They don't come out. But, so it's just this is what we are. 
Um, the one thing that, that I think Zach Taylor's done a better job of this year than in previous years is he has adjusted scheme. He listens to his players. It feels like Joe Burrow's having a much, uh, has a lot more say now in, in what they're doing. And you give Zach Taylor credit because he's adjusting game plans to where Burrow is more comfortable. And you've seen it as this season's gone along. Burrow was the third pick to win the MVP. And this was a guy who it felt like for much of this season would be lumped like in the group below sure. Allen and Mahomes and Herbert. No, 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 no. He's in that group. Yeah. That's it's crazy that he at. wasn't a pro bowler last year because of Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert. But Is that because he was in the Super Bowl, though? No, he wasn't on the team. Mixon, Chase, and uh, Hendrickson made it last year, and then they just don't play, but they still get counted as Oh, being really? He didn't even make He was not a Pro Bowler. He was the AP Comeback Player of the Year last year. So um, Joe Burrow hasn't made a Pro Bowl, but Baker Mayfield has? Is that right? Did Baker ever make it Wasn't he an, an alternate? alternate one year? Alternate only. No, it doesn't count? It counts if you then... Because Baker make somebody makes it in the Super Bowl, doesn't go, and then Baker would get good. No, you have one to year play. did he make it as an alternate? I'm no, trying to I remember. So. No. It would have been 2020. Would have had to have been. Yeah. No, Maybe not. he's no, not a pro no, bowler. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, crazy that Burrow is not, though. No. It's wild. Yeah. Because he's, he's sensational. Get some perspective on this Bengals team with a guy that knows it as good as anybody. The great Ben Baby is going to join us coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And what a medical mistake caused you injury. Call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And now we head behind enemy lines with a great friend of the program and the best in the business, ESPN's NFL Nation Bengals reporter Ben Baby on the Twisted Tea Hotline. Brought to you by Twisted Tea, hard iced tea, an official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Ben, this uh, this Bengal team is humming, man. Uh, two incredible wins in a row. I cannot imagine the buzz after beating Kansas City. Um, it's the survival of the Jamar Chase injury, how much did that play a role into what we've seen the last couple of weeks? Yeah, you know, I think that's a, a big part. But when you look at this offense and, and you look at this team, I think the fact that, you know, whenever they had that first game against Cleveland, which was the first game Jamar was out, Joe Mixon made an interesting point a few weeks ago. He said, you know, at that point, they weren't sure how this offense was going to look. They get out of that Cleveland game. They get it handed. They get it handed to them by the Browns, and then they seem to bounce back. And over the last few weeks, we've seen them play really, really well. You know, speaking of Mixon, he's expected uh, to potentially be back this week. He was full at practice yesterday. He went today and, and spoke to reporters and said he's feeling back uh, to himself. He said he was having some vision problems which led to him being out for a couple of weeks with that concussion protocol. But now he's back, and, and he'll be someone that the Browns will have to contend with. But, you know, I think this is going to be a very fascinating matchup given the fact that Cleveland, quite frankly, has just had the Bengals' number over the last couple of seasons. What's the biggest change in this offense from when we last saw them? I know Chase is back. That's a monster change. But I'm saying, what are they doing anything differently schematically, or are they just executing at a higher level? Yeah, you know, when you look back at that game, that first Cleveland game, they, they moved the ball pretty well until Miles Garrett did what Miles Garrett does, and that, that's become incredibly disruptive. And, you know, they were driving, uh, you know, on that opening drive of the game, and if, you know, the Bengals score, maybe that thing ends up being a little bit differently. We, we might sure. say the same thing had that happened, you know, last year if Denzel Ward doesn't have that pick six. But w when you look at it, I, I think that the blocking on the offensive line has just been – significantly better when you, when you look at it. Uh, Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor have really complimented how well the offensive line has fared the last couple of weeks. And, and so maybe that's the biggest difference. But 
I, for whatever reason, it feels like no matter where the Bengals are, you just kind of want to throw it out when you play Cleveland. It's almost like a college rivalry game, uh, for for uh, you know, for lack of a better you know comparison. And, and I think that the, the big X factor, though, no matter how good everybody is playing on Cincinnati's side of the ball, I think when you've gotten Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb on the field at the same time, I think for whatever reason, that seems to just throw the math off. And I think that's what makes this game so fascinating. Yeah, it does. And, you know, Miles is a big part of it, obviously, in the matchup with Jonah Williams being one that Miles has taken a great deal of and had a great deal of success against Ben. Do, what will they will they will, will they be an adjustment from from Zach Taylor on that side? Will they give him some help? Uh, Burrow even mentioned Miles. They asked, what's the what's the big deal about Cleveland? What's the difference? I, I'm paraphrasing you. You put this out earlier this week on your Twitter. Uh, well, they have Miles Garrett and it starts there. Like he's it does feel yeah. like he's in he's is he in the head a little bit? And what can they do to try to neutralize him a little? Yeah, I think the key is, yeah, because I asked Joe, I said, you know, what, what's the big difference with Cleveland compared to other teams? And he, he quickly said, it's just Miles Garrett. That's the big difference. And I think Miles' size and strength and speed, all that, that combination is just so unique. You know, I've long, I covered Miles at A&M and, and knew of him when he was a, a high school standout at Arlington Martin. And he's always been one of the best athletes in the country. And, and that's been the case as he's been in the NFL. You look at it, you know, I believe going back to the, you know, the last couple of years, he's second in pass rush win rate he's second in total sacks which shows you just how productive he's been and he sacked Bengals quarterbacks more than any other team I think aside from the Jets the you know he's gotten I believe nine sacks against the Bengals and Jets over the years and so that shows you just how good he's been and, and I think you want to try to stifle him early you want to try to keep him off rhythm and, and for the Bengals you want to get in really good situations on second and third down so that first down productivity is going to be huge you know are they going to balance having an extra guy in the backfield to, to chip miles are they going to try to give him help wherever he's at and, and what makes miles unique you know i was talking to bengals offensive coordinator brian callahan is that you know miles can come from basically anywhere on the offensive line you know or defensive line excuse me it's not just putting him on the edges against jonah williams or lyle collins you know he may end up inside against one of the interior sure. offensive linemen in that and just his his twitchiness just how well he moves he's such a nightmare for offensive linemen so you know whatever you can try to scheme it up however you want but you know miles is going to get his and you just got to be able to make sure that you have burrow feel comfortable in the pocket over the course of the game yeah and and the browns certainly hope miles garrett can continue to be disruptive you know in the offseason much was made about jamar chase's comments about the browns dbs we didn't get to see that matchup in the first one is that one i know it's a big deal to our dbs i can tell you that i talked to them is this still a big matchup to chase and, and higgins and boyd and boyd ever the veteran tried to downplay that this offseason but is this a big one to them as well yeah, I, I think they, they really think that this is a very good group of cornerbacks. And, and they enjoy testing themselves against, you know, they, they feel like they're one of the best receiving cores, if not the best receiving core in the country or in, in the NFL. And, and they enjoy going up against tough tests. And when you look at what they have in Cleveland, you know, all starting with Denzel, who didn't play in that game either. So it was a little bit of a wash. You know, I, I think that that, you know, that, that matchup is such a good one. And Joe talked about Joe Burrow talked about his relationship with Denzel Ward guys who were at Ohio State together. And Joe said, you know, he's straight up, he's like, we love each other, you know, which, you know, it's pretty high praise from Joe because he doesn't say that about a lot of folks. And so, you know, he, you know, he said there wasn't a lot of trash talking, but, you know, Joe and Jamar, you know, I think they remember how that game went last year when Denzel had that pick six that really changed the course of that game. And, and Jamar, to, to say for, for radio safe terms, he said he, he ran a bad route 
Uh, but he used a little bit more vulgar term on that, and so I think that kind of stuck with him a little bit, and Joe knows that this is a team that he hasn't beaten. So when, when you look at it and when you look at where the Bengals want to go, they know they have to win this game against Cleveland, and, and they're aware that this is a team that has had their number, and, and that, that group of cornerbacks, uh, they're very good. What is um... – you know they they've won in all sorts of different ways. I'll get to the defense in a second with you, Ben. But just in terms of of what Burrow and what they're doing in the run game and and the way that they're executing across the board, what has been the biggest change there? Uh, this is, the, I mean, Burrow's throw on third and eleven last week is just that's that's one that's an all timer. That's just an all timer. We've got it, and it feels like everyone is just totally bought into everything they're doing. They feel almost ten feet tall and bulletproof on that side of the ball, Ben. Yeah, the, the amount of confidence they're playing with is unreal. And, and you see that the, the fact that Burrow has time in the pocket, I think, is a big, big reason why there's so much confidence. The fact that he's now, you know, fully removed from that appendectomy that took him a while to get back. And, you know, he, we're seeing him play much differently than he did early in the season when he was, when he had lost a ton of weight, was trying to put that muscle back on. And, and I think one of the underrated things, you know, along with the passing game and the pass protection is what you just mentioned. The run game has been a lot better, and you saw that even with Joe Mixon out. With Samaj P. Ryan in there, they were still getting productive runs. And, you know, if you go back and you watch the tape, you'll notice that they went from a zone scheme early in the year to a gap scheme. And, and really what that does is that that offensive line, a lot of those guys came from gap scheme uh, teams previously, and, and, you know, this was an offensive line that was retooled in the offseason. You have four new starters in there along with Jonah Williams, who's the lone holdover. And, and for whatever reason, this offense just seems that the backs like it better, the offensive line likes it better, and it's been more productive. You know, when you have a gap scheme uh, running attack, it just everything goes a little bit quicker. You're not waiting for the, the running back to basically to read the gap and then go from there or read the zone and go from there. You're saying we're going to attack this gap, and it, it kind of simplifies everything for everybody. And that has worked out really well. You know, last week they ran – a couple of new concepts in there, and they, they were productive for them as well. So I think that's one of the reasons why this, this team has been good uh, offensively is that they're getting into better situations on second and third down. They're able to, to get in better, you know, pass-protecting situations, and it's all just working together. And, and that's why when everybody's clicking as well as they have, that's why there's a lot of confidence. And that's why this game against Cleveland will be a good test for just how good this offense is feeling because when you look at the last two times that the starters have played against Cleveland, you know, no team has handled the Bengals. You know, nobody else in the AFC, nobody in the playoffs. You know, the Rams didn't play them this way. Cleveland has absolutely thumped the Bengals worse than anybody has the last couple of years. So we'll see just how that confidence can maybe turn some of that tide. Because right now, I think this rivalry is clearly in, in Cleveland's favor. Yeah, talk with Ben Baby covers the uh, Bengals for ESPN, and of course the Browns have won five in a row. And you mentioned Nick Chubb earlier; he's had a lot of success his last three full games, over 100 yards, two or more touchdowns on the ground. Even one last year when DJ Reader was playing, he rushed for 137. But it feels like Reader's had a real impact on that run defense, basically a yard per carry down with him in the lineup for those six games. What has he meant to the defense up front, and how can they try to slow down Nick Chubb? Yeah, you know, make no mistake about it. I think DJ Reader is definitively one of the best defensive tackles, especially against a run in the NFL. You've seen that when he's been in there, like you said. You know, he, Derrick Henry's never rushed for 100 yards against him when DJ Reader's been on the field. Uh, that tells you how good, you know, what kind of impact he has. He's just a, a big gap eater in there. And he's, got a, he's a guy with a really high motor. And, you know, he's actually went vertical up the field as well and been disruptive in, in, in pass rush as well, which I find, 
you know, that, that's been a little bit of a wrinkle this year that we've seen from him. And, and, you know, he frees up when he's on the field, he frees things up for the rest of the players, you know, linebackers like Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson, who are having really good seasons. I think Pratt's having a career year. But what I find fascinating about this game is that it's not always Nick Chubb that does it to the Bengals. If you look at it, the, the Browns over the last couple of years, they have some of their best passing performances, their most explosive yep. passing performances against the Bengals. I mean, historically, over the last, I want to say, three seasons, the, the Browns average around seven yards per passing attempt. Well, three of their top four games in the air, you know, in that category, they're coming against Cincinnati. And what that says is that their most explosive passing games have come against the Bengals. And I wonder if that the Bengals, if they don't put so much emphasis on stopping Nick Chubb, stopping that vaunted rushing attack. They know what it's like. They know that, that Brian Callahan's dad is the offensive line coach, and they know that what, what Kevin Stefanski wants to do. And it's almost like the Stefanski plays against that, and he says, okay, you want to sell out to stop the run, that's fine. We're going to maybe throw some play action. We're maybe going to throw some boots in there, and we're going to get some one-on-one matchups down the field. And, you know, it's interesting, Jesse Bates, the Bengals safety, pointed out that Donovan Peoples-Jones is the one that always does it to him for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always the stars that do it. It's not always Jarvis. It wasn't always Odell. It wasn't always, you know, Amari. Now it's Donovan Peoples-Jones who's been out there and having big games. And so, you know, maybe we'll see if that changes. So while Nick Chubb is good and they're going to definitely emphasize stopping Nick Chubb, I think for the Bengals to really feel good about this game, they need to limit some things in the passing game because that's what's really hurt them over the last couple of years. Yeah, Ben, it's all it's also crazy. They're three and zero against Kansas City. They, they you can't beat the Browns. It's just weird how it's all worked Styles out. Styles make the fights. They do, they do, and this is one that has been in the Browns' favor. Um, uh, last one for me on this. Um, this was about the time a year ago where they went on the run, and be, and and away you go. Does it does it feel like that could be in play for them again? And do you think they're better now than they were a year ago? Hey, you took the words right out of, right out of my mouth because I definitely think. This is a much better team. Last year, you saw they had a lot of things work in their favor. They, they went on that Super Bowl run primarily because of how good the defense was, and, and they were able to get timely turnovers, and then Evan McPherson was solid throughout the playoffs. This year, this offense is playing at a much higher level. The defense has done uh, what we expected them to do throughout the year. They've regressed a little bit, not getting as much pressure as we saw last year. Uh, the right. turnovers haven't been there as much, but they're still playing as we saw against Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, at, at a high enough level to be a very good defense. But offensively, this is a much different unit. You're seeing a team that is comfortable you know, extending drives. They're able to, to sustain drives, and they're not so reliant on the big plays. And that makes them so much more dangerous. Because, yes, you, know, you can get those big plays with Jamar Chase, but when teams take that away, can you do something differently? And really over the course of Joe Burrow's career, He's, he's done a good job here. Whenever teams have tried to take something away, he's able to go to that plan B, that plan C. And, and this year it's taking those checkdowns and, and identifying, okay, they're going to play cover two or I'm going to take stuff underneath and then make you get out of cover two. And then when you get back into the, the single high coverage, when you get back into man coverage, I'm going to take my spots with, with T. Higgins or Jamar Chase on the outside. So this offense in general, you, you can see that they're playing really well. And, you know, they've got a sign. You know, they heard all the, the chatter about them having a tough schedule uh, to close the regular season, that top-seeded schedule. And last week they put a sign uh, that basically says they got to come play us. You know, they feel like they're one of the best teams in the NFL as well. They're not just playing other good teams. They feel like they're a team that's got to be reckoned with. They've got a lot of confidence, and we'll see if that carries over into Sunday's game. Ben, you're the best. Thanks for your time, pal.
Hey, always a pleasure. Thank you all for having me. All right, that's a great bed, baby. Covers the Bengals at an expert level at ESPN's NFL Nation. Um, I think it'll resonate with me when we get to Sunday, uh, but the first of Burrow and Watson Sunday. Yeah. First of many, right? Yeah, should be. It yeah. should be the start of a, a great rivalry. We'll hope that it is it is longer lasting and more exciting right. and fruitful than the last rivalry we thought might be budding. I know it. Yeah, it feels like – I know this. Neither of these two guys are going anywhere. Correct. Ford's going to be here. Yes. And nine's going to be down there. Yep. And that's the way that that thing's going to go. There's nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed iced tea. Cool, refreshing, and a 5% kick of alcohol. It's thirst down and gold. Twisted tea, hard iced tea, keep it twisted. So much more to come, including a Thursday night edition of The Scores. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans catch the Kevin Stefanski show with Z and Gerard tonight, 7 to 8, University Hospitals, Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Coach and DPJ join the fellas to get you set for the game down in Cincinnati. Um, what an incredibly generous, thoughtful, amazing gift from the official teaching pro of this fine program, the great Mike Dixon. Uh, his company, Leg Master Sports, going to fix your yeah. golf swing. Uh, we look forward to this debuting uh, Electric. Soon. This is so nice. Look. Look. This I even is got, look unbelievable. At, I got the sticker right here. You got here. it up? I mean, the, I love the Leg Master logo on this. This is the big lag. You got on some the, lag swag. I love that. And then he, this is, I mean, the quarter zip. So he had previously gifted us the greatest quarter zip ever gifted on this program, yeah. the congressional orange, and now we have the Legmaster orange. I'm gonna wet a little baby beak on this baby inside. tomorrow. You see this will be worn tomorrow on the tomorrow. Program. Yeah, for, for, for a nice Friday. Yeah, nice Friday. Oh, feel. I that. think it's gonna be just buttery. Look, look at the baby blue. Look here. at that. It's gorgeous. Jeez. What a great job. It's and beautiful. then this is the coup de gras. So we we had the. We had Nanagate where she was so sure she could fix the hat, the congressional white, and she put in the best effort in the world. She did well. And I was so appreciated, uh, pr appreciative of everything that she had done to fix the congressional hat, which is my official coaching hat. It's the only hat I wear to coach. Right. Um, and remember, there was a, a dye that bled onto yeah. it from another hat that was worn in the summer. It was a pro it, was a, it was a situation. It was a situation. What we have right now is a situation. It's a developing situation. What happened to that guy? The Judge Bill Pito. Bill Pito. Well, that was Bill Pito, but then there was actually the situation on shore. Oh, the situation? That, that guy he was in jail for a little bit, but he's yeah, cleaned up. Sad. He's doing well. He's the got sitch. it sorted out. Sitch, yeah. Anyway, so there's a replacement white, crispy, congressional hat in here as well, which is gorgeous. It he's is the best. gorgeous. This guy's the best. I wore mine to on my honeymoon to Croatia to my That's homeland. Right, you did. Yeah. Yeah. It, I pack it on every vacation. Unbelievable hat. And so now this will be my dress white. I'll yeah. have a dress white and then I'll have a work white. And now you got a lag and swag. Yeah, he's the best. The guy's the best. Jeez Louise. Legend. Very what good. a human. Very good. We have a score for tonight. We do have a score as we kick off week 14 in the National Football League. Las Vegas winners of three in a row. That's right. Three. In a row. On the road, though, eh, not so great. Two and five, good news. They are battling Los Angeles and the L.A. Rams, who are three and nine. This from Adam Schefter. 
The Rams will go through pregame warm-ups tonight to see how John Wolford, who is listed as questionable with a neck injury, is doing before deciding who will start at QB. If Wolford is not healthy enough to play, Baker Mayfield would be in line to start versus the Raiders. Baker got I'm there shocked Tuesday. This, this number has not changed at all today with all this. Me Nothing either. has moved. Me either. Um, this is also kind of, I think tonight will be the best example of a couple of things. Like uh, Al will be in a much better mood because he's home, right? So like he's, he's in his own home, so I think he'll be in a better mood from that. He's sleeping in his own bed in this instance. Um, my question would be, like, if him and Herbie get along, what is, what is a night in Los Angeles with Al Michaels at dinner, what does that entail? Where are you at the club? Are you eating someplace you're at the in club? Beverly Hills? Or you're be or where, like a Dantana's? Or you're gonna, it's going to be a school uh, joint, but it's going to be nice. It's going to be Happy real nice. Kids. Everybody's eating yeah. on Uncle Al tonight. Oh yeah. sure, I if if there's a great if there's a decent relationship there, like I can't imagine things much cooler than like Al showing you around L.A. and treating you right. Yeah. So I think there's that. That's that's all fun. And is there? There's no more game day. Is there? I don't know. I think I feel like they're done now for the year. Could so be. his Saturdays might be opening up here a little. The bit. other thing here is they made the deal with the devil to win the Super Bowl, and they did it. But now they're going to have to pay the price. They'll pay the price tonight because that is going to be black and silver everywhere. Oh yeah, LA. in that stadium. That and that's just why Cronky didn't want the Raiders there. That's right. For exactly what's going to happen tonight. That being said, I can't quit six. Ram it, huge, huge. <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> Same. Huge Rams, right? <laughs> Huge. Huge. Yeah. Great. By 30? Perhaps Why not? they will be beaten. Why not? Plant a flag. Next level coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.